0: what's up everybody and welcome to the prove me wrong podcast we're back in solo form this is the first solo cast in probably five or six episodes now so i wish there was fucking something to talk about all by myself I i wish something had happened this week that i would give um i'd be able to opine on you know but the last few weeks, it's been great. If you guys are new to this podcast, um, this started out solo form. I kind of wanted to work my way up to getting some guests. We've had some awesome guests. Uh, so far, we've had Justin Wren on. He's a current Bellator fighter, and he's building wells for the people of the Pygmy down in the Congos with a little organization that he created called Fight for the Forgotten. That's awesome. We've had on my buddy, Matt Soper, that's the owner of the Float Experience, which is a float tank center here in Temecula. A few weeks back, we did the Hot Ones Challenge um, at a place called Downtown Public in Old Town Murrieta, which was intense, to say the least. I might get into that a little bit later. And then last week, I had on my buddy, Brian Winnegar. it's uh, a kid I've known, I don't know, 20 years, and he used to be the co-host with me of the Sports Click on eight 8- 810 CBS Sports Radio Orlando. Yes, that's how I used to say it. It was fucking pathetic. But this is back to solo cast this week. And, you know, even if Brian doesn't know it, without him, what has occurred this week probably wouldn't have come to fruition if it was not for him. Um, If you've been living under a rock if you don't follow me on social media, but somehow you found out about this podcast, I made a tattoo bet. I honored a tattoo bet. There was a little fight last week between a guy named Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. And me and my buddy Taylor had made a bet and the loser had to get the winning portrait of that fighter tattooed on their body. I'd actually discussed this back in episode four of this podcast titled Jersey Guy. Um, Instead of me giving you a full rundown of what the bet is, I'm just going to play you a little bit um, of a snippet of that episode so you can kind of catch up and get the full speed of where we're at now. We made a tattoo bet. I'm taking Conor McGregor. He's taking Floyd Mayweather. And the loser has to get the winning portrait of that fighter tattooed on their body. Yep. The loser has to get the winning fighter's portrait tattooed on their body. So if Conor loses, like he should, how I didn't get odds in this is beyond me yet. I'm an idiot. Clearly. So if Conor loses, I have to get Floyd Mayweather tattooed somewhere on my body. If Connor wins, then Taylor has to get a Connor McGregor tattoo somewhere on his body. So when you guys are all sitting back, smoking a bowl, having a beer, enjoying the fight, know that my skin is literally on the line with this fight. Come on, Connor McGregor. Mom, Dad, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll, 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 I think the only way I'm going to get out of it if I lose is like I'm going to try and get like a funny Floyd t- somewhere with like script that just says I lost a bet, so everyone knows. But you don't want anybody thinking like you're serious with a Floyd Mayweather tattoo. Like you like get like Kobe Bryant tattoos, or like their number tattooed on them. You're a loser. So I don't want people thinking I'm like serious with a Floyd Mayweather tattoo. So I'm going to have to find like a way to get around it if I do in fact lose. So there you have it. That was the tattoo bet. Like I said, if you want to go back and listen to that full episode, that was episode uh, four titled Jersey Guy. But we'll kind of start right there. So those of you that know me, that have heard that episode, that saw the video on Instagram, you guys know that this was kind of just a silly bet that... Um, it was just something to kind of fucking have fun with, you know, that there was a huge fight coming up and anybody could bet money, but we've bet tattoo bets a couple times before and I was the first one to actually go through with it. I don't know if that says more about me or the other people have made tattoo bets, um, with in the past, but I knew that if I lost, I was going to go through with it and say what you will and I'm going to kind of sound like squints from Sandlot, you know, after he kisses uh Wendy Peppercorn and he goes, I've been planning this for years, boys. But this was kind of my plan all along. What I was telling people like Steve, my buddy Taylor, Brian, I was like, look, best case scenario, Conor McGregor wins. Taylor ends up with the Conor tattoo. My parents aren't ashamed of me. All is well. Worst case scenario, I end up with a Floyd Mayweather tattoo. However, the caveat to that was I figured, although I'm gonna end up with Floyd tattooed on me, I'm gonna make the most of this. The plan all along was that if this happened, that I was gonna try and through the power of Twitter, reach out and get this as many places as it could be. I understand how this sounds like a little bit like a Monday morning quarterback and saying, oh, sure, Grayson. But you can ask Brian. You can hit him up on Instagram. His handle's at Brian underscore Winiger. This was the plan all along. Let me explain. So this isn't the first time that I've gone viral quote-unquote, although <laughs> it felt much different this time around. Um, this kind of all started with um, an uh, article that was written about me fairly quickly after the tattoo was done by a guy of the name of Larry Brown, and he has a, a blog called Larry Brown Sports. Brian had interviewed Larry Brown, I don't know, six years ago probably? That was back when he was working for ESPN in Orlando, And then we had had him on our show, The Sports Click, a few times. Once I'd moved out there, Brian moved over to CBS. And he just, he's kind of, what do you call it? I mean, not like, kind of like a drudge report, I guess, for sports, that he just takes different exciting articles and posts them on his blog and kind of gives his take on some stuff. And from there, I just call it the springboard effect is what Larry Brown is, that An article can hit his website and then it kind of jumps out from there or as brian likes to call him um, he's the gateway to the west of social media so what had happened um the last time i went viral was me and brian both had um credentials to the orlando magic for the two years i was out there and one of the times the clippers were in town and Blake and them were kind of just fucking around and they are playing different music and I'm sure they smashed the magic because everybody smashes the magic. And it was, I can't remember if like something else had just come out recently or if we were just watching it, but you remember that SNL video of Will Ferrell doing the Harry Carey impression? Hi, if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? Well, Blake had an impression of like Will Ferrell doing Harry Carey And Brian was quick enough to just think, um, to ask Blake if he could give his breakdown of the game and his best Harry Carey impression. And as this is taking place, I kind of, I think I was talking, who would it have been? I don't know. I I was maybe JJ, JJ Reddick. Maybe I was talking to, I was talking to somebody else and I heard this impression start going down. So I slide over to Blake's locker with my phone and I start taping the interaction and from there, um, I posted it. Kind of, kind of the same thing like with it. So like time is of the essence with things like these. So as soon as um, Blake was done giving his little spiel, we went back into the media room. I uploaded it to YouTube instantly, tweeted it out, and then Larry Brown Sports happened to see it. He retweeted it, posted it on his website, and then from there, it kind of went crazy again. There, there must be some certain writers that follow his page because there was certain websites that had it hit me up before hit me up this time and not that they follow me or even know who the fuck I am but so I knew going into this tattoo if I was gonna make anything out of this that time was of the essence so instantly when the fight was over I watched it with Taylor I watched it with Steve we started talking about it I'm like I'm getting this done as soon as I can if I have to do this like in the next 48 hours we're gonna do it they They roll, um, they practice jiu-jitsu. I don't know if you call it rolling or practicing jiu-jitsu with my buddy Jason. And he's actually, he tattooed like the upper part of my arm. And we hit him up about doing the tattoo. And he said he didn't have an opening. Um, So then I hit up my buddy Kenny, who's been like fixing my whole arm and doing this dope piece on here and everything. And like his black and gray is the shit. So I messaged him real quick. I was like, yo, do you have time to fit me in today? And we'd already talked about the fight prior. I went and got some filler work here on my arm done, I don't know, probably about a month or so ago, and he was talking shit on me about making this bet, like everybody else, I get it. And he just said, you know, Connor doesn't have a shot, this, that, and the other, like everybody else, I get it. So I hit uh, Kenny up and he said, bro, I I can fit you in like two hours, like let me know. So I leave work at like 2.30, Jam down to Heritage Tattoo, um, you can check him out on Instagram too, at, at Kenny underscore tats, I think is his name, but Ken Herring a Heritage Tattoo. And I got there and he already had this stencil of Floyd, and I was just I was just giggling. I was like almost giddy. Like I think the adrenaline kinda of pummed up like I can't believe you're fucking doing this. You're a 31-year-old man, what's going on? But the other part is it was just so fucking funny. Like it's ridiculous, it's hilarious, like why? Why should I have Floyd Mayweather tattooed on my body? But I've done like random tattoos before and I've done like a Friday the 13th one. Um, One of these I did with my buddy Topher like on a drunken night. Another one was like after a couple beers. So, some of my tattoos are thought out. Some are kind of spur of the moment. And although that this was a bad, um, fairly spur of the moment. So we got there and I was telling him like, man, Kind of like you heard when I played uh, Episode Four for you, that I wanted to come up with like a phrase on there just because I wanted people to know, like I wasn't fucking serious about this. I'm not T. I'm not TMT. Yeah, Team Money Team. No, like I'm not Jersey guy. I don't have pictures of like LeBron on my wall. I don't have pictures of Connor on my wall. I'd never get a Connor tattoo. Like you know, you have those friends that have like named their children after a sport athlete, if I ever have kids, not naming them fucking Connor McGregor, not naming them Floyd Mayweather. So I wanted to put something on there so people would know when I'm out in public that I'm not like some Floyd Mayweather little fanboy. And the phrases I kept going through my head was like, yeah, like a bet's a bet. Or I was even thinking like, oh, I lost a bet with like an arrow pointing to it. And I was telling Ken this, and he just looks at me all of a sudden and goes, Wanna bet? And I went, Holy shit, that is perfect. It's short, it's to the point. If anybody sees it, it'll at least be a talking point so they'll ask what the fuck it is. So that's what we went with. So the stencil went on, he scripted out Wanna bet on there. And I'm telling you, I'm laughing the whole fucking time this is going on. If you followed me on Instagram that day, you saw it. I knew what I was getting myself into. The only thing I was really worried about was my parents. <laughs> Even though I'm a grown man, have a company, I do all these things, you never want to disappoint your folks. And if you guys know my parents, I mean, they're in their 60s now. They're from Texas. They're conservative people, although they're very nice to me about my tattoos i get that they don't understand it so they especially don't understand me making a bet to get floyd tattooed on me and then going through with it but as the fight was happening and even before taylor offered me a buyout i can't remember if it was if it got up to 500 bucks but i think it started at 250 and then 500 and it was like in round three i'm like fuck it I'm just going to go for it because if I have to get this tattoo, it's going to be the funniest thing in the world. So we go, all the people in the shop are coming over and looking at it and shaking their head in disappointment. And we get done with the tattoo and we go out back. Kenny has me stand up on a chair to get a good photo of it. And then the first thing I do is I tweet it out and post it on Instagram. You guys saw it. And then I just tagged a bunch of different people and they're just hoping it would kind of springboard from there. So I tagged Larry Brown, I think Barstool, probably Bleacher Report or something, and then a couple different fighters like Brennan Schaub and Rogan. Because um, Brennan Schaub, if you guys don't know who he is, he was an analyst, uh, kind of on the weigh-ins and everything coming up. And he has a podcast called The Fighter and the Kid Podcast and does his own fight breakdown. And he'd openly bet a couple of different people $100,000. Like a douchebag named Max Kellerman from ESPN. He said, oh, Conor McGregor won't land a glove. So, Brendan tried to bet him 100K, and I don't think Max had the stones to go through with it. So, the photo's taken, I tweeted out, I posted on Instagram, like I said, I tagged Larry Brown and a few other people, just thinking, all right, this is gonna get on somebody's radar, this is fucking ridiculous. And sure enough, uh, my buddy Blaine calls me up as soon as I'm done getting the tattoo, and he's like, "Um, I wanna see this, we should probably go grab a drink and talk about this. I said, okay. So I drive um, and meet him over at Yard House. And Yard House is actually where we had gone after the fight was over. Um, After everybody everybody went home, I was just kind of in a somber mood. (laughs) Not because I knew that I had to get the tattoo, but just because I was sincerely rooting for Conor McGregor to win this fight. I wanted to see boxing fan go crazy. I wanted him to prove all the haters wrong. I mean, the dude's twenty eight. He's like in my generation, I wanted to see the best. So I wanted him... To really do it. So I was kind of upset about it. So we go to Yardhouse. We tell the bartenders there. Uh, Jock and Jared what's going on. And they're just looking like. Again the same look. I, I've seen this look many times. Where it's just like. You're a fucking idiot. I've seen that many times this week. I don't, I don't get it. And so the next day. After the tattoo. Or on Monday sorry. We go back and they're asking about it. I'm like let me see it. Let me see it. So I show it to them. And then I get um, a message of. Private message from Larry Brown in Twitter and says, "Hey, just saw this. Do you have time for an interview?" To which I looked at Blaine. I'm like, "Here we go. Here we fucking go." So I step outside. Um, Larry hops on the phone. and <laughs> just—if you read the article, uh, you saw the questions that he asked and everything. And I went back inside and was telling the bartender, "I said, watch. I said this is gonna get on Sports Center." I said, i the this has happened before and this is so ridiculous. I bet this ends up on Center. So, Larry, I mean, to his credit, just kinda like how I got on the ball of getting the tattoo and posting it, I think, I think from like the time I got the tattoo to the time the article was written and online, maybe two hours, maybe two and a half hours. And then he tweets it out and then from there, it just kinda starts to spread. I have to thank Larry Brown because he's a guy I've never met him in person. I think he I know he lives in Southern California and he might've been like a UCLA grad. I think he's a few years older than me. He's hosted like the Dan Patrick Show before and stuff. He's a really cool dude. But we've just spoken in radio interviews before. So having this and having the tables turn where I was like the interviewee was a little bit different. But I have to thank him because I think it kind of set the tone for all the other articles and stories that were written about the tattoo and about me because had I not known him and he just wrote like the first article like oh douchebag gets Floyd Mayweather tattooed on him because he honest believed Conor McGregor was gonna win that would have been like worst case scenario I didn't even like register those thoughts in my head that someone could write an article like that so I'm thankful for him that he wrote it in a nice way and that it put me in a decent light I guess I mean as much as a bright light as it could be for getting a Floyd Mayweather tattoo on you and I just started waiting I'm like all right hopefully there's gonna be some tweets that come in from this and let's just see what happens so um, go home obviously all the posts are all I I posted back on my Instagram once the story goes up everybody starts seeing it I post it to Facebook and give credit to my friends or followers you guys were pretty fucking nice to me, man. I, I could have gotten killed. This could have been the roast of Grace and Gregory, but everybody was super supportive of it and like seeing where it, it went from there. People in the comment section, not so much, but I'll get to that later. So we posted out and then I'm at work the next day in the morning, just kind of seeing where it's going. and I was I was pumped on like even like the likes it was getting on my own. And then I got the tweet as we were sitting there about um, the, they call I think the handle is ESP and PR desk. They reached out like they had once before because the Blake Griffin video that I alluded to earlier, it got on their sports center, not top 10. So it was the same thing. They got it, saw it, they have to ask for permission whenever they're gonna use like a video or a photo or something like that, that you own yourself. So they reached out and just said, hey, is it okay if we use this on all of our platforms? I didn't know if it was going to be on Sports Center or one of their other shows like Sports Nation, or if they were just going to wait until Friday to do their Not Top Ten, um, I, I just didn't know where I was going to go from there. But I, I gave them permission, and they were going to use the tweet. But I just asked them to use my Instagram post um, instead, just because I was hoping to kind of send more traffic that way, and also Ken was mentioned in that and everything, so I wanted to get as much shine out there as we could, and. So once that happens, like, all right, here we go. Something's going to happen tonight, or this is going to be on something. In the meantime, I'm in a group text with uh, my buddy Brian Winiger, Brent Marchione, and my buddy Drew, who I'm all going to be seeing in Vegas this weekend. That's going to be fun. And I'm just kind of telling them what's going on and sending them different screenshots of shit and showing them the stories that go out and everything. And then Drew sends me this screenshot he was watching TV and it popped up on The Herd. There's a show on Fox Sports called The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Um, he used to be on ESPN, he's on Fox now. He's a guy he used to really like, but I've kind of don't enjoy him all that much anymore because he's because of this Connor shit. He keeps trying to talk about it. And he has no idea what he's talking about. But they hadn't asked for permission for it or anything and clear as day, you see the picture of the tattoo And then my Twitter handle, it says at Grayson underscore Gregory. And they got some look on their face. I mean, it was just a screenshot or I think a picture that Drew had taken of it. But I had no fucking idea. I haven't even heard what they said about it yet. I was a little scared in the beginning. I just texted Drew, like, did they shit on it bad? He goes, well, of course. (laughs) Of course. They're not going to say, like, oh, you're a good guy. You're really smart for doing this. So I haven't even seen it yet. If if that video is out there, send it my way because I have not heard what cowherd and christine leahy had to say about the tattoo yet and then from there all of a sudden i got another personal message on twitter from an a guy from this british blog called lad bible i would never even I, i've seen like people like like posts from them before but i didn't follow them or anything and i guess they're kind of like a chive remember that that website keep calm chive on they're kind of like that but i think bigger and they're from england they have I now know they have 27 million followers on Facebook or likes on Facebook and a ton more on Instagram too. So the kid had reached out and asked if he could do an interview about it. Said, I'm just gonna send you like a slew of questions real quick if you just um, answer them and then I'll let you know when the story goes out. Said, great, not a problem. So he sent me, I don't know, probably eight to 10 questions on Twitter. I just copied and pasted those over into Google Drive and try to answer them as honestly as I could and send them back. And then I never heard anything. Once I sent the questions back over, he said, great, just email them to me and I'll let you know when the article goes live. And that whole day went through, article never went live. The next day, article never went live. And I'm like, all right, I guess they got over it. This is where it ends. And then um, putting my gym bag in the locker at the gym, And I'm like, fuck it, I'll just check my phone one more time and check their Facebook page. And like, the moment I looked it up, it had just been posted. So, of course, I do what any masochist would do. I go and I start reading the comments in the comment section. I've been doing this before. And some people are nice, some people are assholes, and I think the one thing you can take away from this is people... When you're hiding behind a computer screen, it's easy to forget what human interaction is like. Because some of these comments, they would have never said this shit to my face. They certainly would never say it to Kenny's face. If you know Kenny, he's a fucking huge dude, head tattoo, got a couple face tattoos right here. I mean, nice as shit, but he's intimidating (laughs) and you wouldn't talk shit to his face. I can tell you that much right now. So the first few comments, there was a couple nice ones, and then this next one I pick, I click on. I'll have to send you guys the screenshots, or I might just post it in the video right here. This chick's just talking shit instantly. She's like, "What a bad tattoo! Why would you do that?" I click on her profile picture. Swear to God, her profile picture is her in a fishnet, like top, with tape over her nipples. I click on a few more pictures, so I'm starting to think of what insult I'm going to give this chick, you know, like, ah, this is a bad decision, but not as bad as your dad's decision to have you, I mean, something along those lines, you know, and I start zooming in, and a lot of, I have a lot of girlfriends right now that are into, like, that microblading shit and doing it for girls, and she had these crazy fucking eyebrows, it was, like, somewhere in between, like, microblading and the chola with the sharpies, you know, the chola with the sharpies, like, right across the top. So I just said, hey, my tattoo's greater than your eyebrows. And then a slew of comments started coming in. A slew of likes. There was gifts. and people just going, oh shit. And then there was some more talking shit. And then this one dude figured it out and posted like a screenshot of the tattoo and said, holy shit guys, this is the Grayson Gregory responding to all you guys. You think I'm above this? Fuck no. I just figured I'll go in there and comment on everything. I mean, I wasn't taking too much of it to heart, but like just as a normal human, it's gnarly to see that many people hating on you and talking shit on you. The one thing I've realized throughout this entire process is I always thought fame would suck. Now I know how much fame sucks. Holy shit. Not to say that this made me famous in any way. I mean, I gained 20 extra followers. But I just mean to be in the public domain like that, when you can just get random tweets and random comments. It's just like these Molotov cocktails of insults being thrown at you everywhere. It sucks. Like you hear some of these celebrities talk about it, and they say like as soon as you respond to somebody, they go, oh, shit, sorry, man. I was trying to get a reaction out of you. And the same thing is kind of true in in this. As soon as I would tweet somebody back, a few of them would double down on it or something you know and then but most of them would start retracting their statements instantly even what was this chick's name i think it was ashley something but as soon as i said it like a few more comments down she like tried to like talk shit talk shit and like she eventually started to apologize like you know what the tattoo's actually good i'm really sorry this that and the other so if you're one of those people just out there talking shit when you see a story posted about somebody there's a real person behind that story, man. It kind of hurts when people talk shit. But I just thought I'll go in there and respond to people. And I try to do it at least in a witty way where it wasn't coming off. Like I'm just a piece of shit. Like this one guy had tweeted me. And looks people, there, there, there was a lot of things, a, a lot of put downs that were the same. People said, oh, it looks like Evander Holyfield. Oh, why does he have Ving Rhames tattooed on him? Um, one guy had tweeted asking why that was John Jones. For those of you that don't follow MMA, John Jones, he's in a weird spot right now. He's been popped before um, for a steroid, does in a dick pill. He's been popped for cocaine before, different things. So he's just like, hey man, like why'd you get John Jones tattooed on you if you lost a Conor vs Floyd bet? And I just tweeted him back like, hey, dude doesn't have coke on his nose. He'd have coke on his nose if it was John Jones. And he sends back the laughing emojis and everything. And I tried to keep it lighthearted, but at the same time, I'm fucking crazy. I don't just want people to sit out there and talk shit on me, I'm gonna have to respond. So I try to do it, and here's what was different about this time around opposed to the Blake Griffin. The Blake Griffin video, I can't remember how many hits it ended up getting on YouTube, because some people had ripped it and started to post it themselves, but I think from my personal page, it got, I don't know, between like 20,000 and 40,000 views or whatever it was and that was it the video went out it was on not top 10 and then it just died down now granted this was back in 2013 2012 somewhere in there so there was still social media but not quite the way that there is now so I didn't ex- when I saw it on SportsCenter, Center. I just thought, okay, that's cool. Maybe they'll post it on one of their others. Of course, I was hoping, like, hey, you should bring me on to come talk about this. You know, didn't happen. But what I wasn't prepared for was for then the Sports Center account to post it on Facebook and then onto their own Instagram account as well. If you heard the last episode of the podcast with Brian, you heard me kind of talk about how over sports I am and how much I hate ESPN. And all their bullshit that is that channel. And I have ESPN or had ESPN and SportsCenter blocked on all social media. kind of forgot about that. I had them blocked on Twitter. I had them blocked on Instagram. And I had them blocked on Facebook. And then all of a sudden, I started getting all these comments and all these likes on Instagram. And I didn't know what the fuck was going on because I had them blocked on all of these. So I finally hop on my buddy's phone and look and went, holy shit, they've posted it on everything right now. On everything. So I instantly unblocked him on Instagram, unblocked him on Twitter, unblocked him on Facebook so I could then share the post then also see the way it was going. And it was so gnarly, because you guys all know how Instagram is. And we would just sit there and hit refresh and would go up 500, refresh, go up 1,000, refresh, go up 10,000. From like the first screenshot I took from like when I first saw it, it'd been up, I don't know, 20 minutes? No, less than that. Maybe five or 10 minutes and had 20,000 likes. And then by the end of it, I, I think it surpassed 100,000 or whatever. They, they post a lot so things kind of get lost in the shuffle. But did you guys read the comments in there? If you didn't, go to the sports center. Instagram account or the Facebook account, people are savages, straight savages. And where I fucked up in this whole thing is what, all this stuff is kind of hindsight. When you're doing things live or when you're just in the moment like this, what I should have done was tell Larry about the video on my Instagram channel or page. If you go back a few weeks from when episode four came out, I had a video talking about this. And in it, you know, I mean, you guys heard the audio of it. It's, I say I'm an idiot. I don't think I have a chance. So I think that would have added some context to this whole week that it's been. Because all the comments on there is, you're a fucking retard. You really thought Conor was going to beat Floyd Mayweather. Didn't you know Floyd Mayweather was 49 and oh, Duh, you dumb fucks. No shit, Sherlock. And the one comment I got most often, which I guess it's my own fault, is, Oh, I guess he proved you wrong, didn't he? Oh, your podcast name proven ro- proved me wrong? Oh, I guess you were proven wrong. No shit. I know that. <laughs> Thanks for pointing that part out. But I think so many people just thought I was a Connor Dick writer. And, I mean, I guess I write it a little bit. Sure, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Say what you will. But... You guys heard the audio? That's out there. I knew what I was getting myself into. I understood I should have taken odds. I called myself an idiot. But these boxing purist fans, I mean, there's people talking shit on me from other countries. How fucking rude is that? (laughs) And they're just boxing purist fans. And the one thing I was truly worried about when I did post this was about my parents' reaction. Like I said, I don't expect them... To understand the tattoos that are thought out that actually mean shit to me so I certainly don't expect them to understand me betting on it a tattoo and getting Floyd Mayweather tattooed on my body and going through with it to my parents credit I hadn't even shown them the picture or told them what was happening and my mom saw the Larry Brown article because she's on Facebook and she liked it. Like, I saw it, like, late that Monday night. I went, oh, shit. This is going to be a conversation in the morning. And the next day, my pops calls me. He usually calls me on his way to work. We talk a couple times a week. And I said, well, I guess you heard about the bet. And he said, what bet is that, son? I said, I um, made a tattoo bet on the Conor and Floyd fight. And he said, no, you didn't. I said, I did. So what was the bet said that I had to get Floyd Mayweather's portrait tattooed on my body and then he went silent I hadn't felt that way since like I was in high school you know like when your parents caught you when you said you were going to stay the night at somebody's house but you were really just going to somebody else's house because their parents were out of town and you were trying to drink some smearing off with some girls and make out and they catch you that's what this felt like he just went silent he said son why I said, Dad, it's going to be okay. It's a good tattoo. It's going to make for an awesome story. I promise you I'm not doing heroin. (laughs) Everything's okay. And to my mom's credit, who I was most worried about, if you go back on the original post, I just put like hashtag sorry mom. I I felt bad for her to have to see this happen. She was so dope about it. She was texting my sister and my brother. She texted me. She goes, Grayson, I just think this is so cool. Good for you for getting your podcast out there and everything. And it just took me by absolute surprise when I did the Lad Bible interview one of the last questions was just like, hey, what do your family and friends think about this? And I had written out those responses prior to speaking to my mom, so I just kind of like jokingly quipped, um, my friends think it's hilarious, my parents think I'm an idiot. (laughs) I wish I could go back now to be like, my friends and my mother think it's hilarious, (laughs) my dad thinks I'm an idiot. But to their credit and to my family's credit, I'm not disowned. They're letting me keep my last name They're going to let me still go on some family vacations and everything. But I imagine the next family reunion I go back to in Texas will be a little bit interesting. Hell, I even have a cousin that currently plays baseball uh, for a school out in Orlando called UCF. And I got a snap message and he said, that was you? I said, what? He goes, the tattoo bet was you? That's your leg? I said, yep. And his parents are pretty conservative people, too. I said, you probably don't want to let your mom and dad know this if you ever want to come out here and spend some time with your cousins. So I think he got a kick out of it. He tweeted it out, and got some love from all the UCF people and everything. But I don't know what his parents think about it. So I say all this to say, guys, it was just it was a fucking fun week. Um, I'm sure it's all died down now. I think it's all over. The only thing I can still hope is that... Joe Rogan has a they do these things called the fight companion podcast where they'll watch a UFC fight together and it's him and Brendan Schaub who I mentioned and then it's kind of just a hodgepodge of guests so there's a fight companion tomorrow just hoping maybe they saw it and they bring it up on there that would be another feather in the cap and of course if Floyd or Conor McGregor ever happen to see the tattoo that'll be the cream of the crop you know uh, Brett, who I'm going to be seeing tomorrow out in Vegas, he's um, been out there, I don't know, probably 10 years now, maybe eight years, he's been out there a long time, and he works at a club called Excess out there, and he knows one of the guys that's kind of part of, I don't know, part of Floyd's money team or whatever it is, and... <laughs> <laughs> He, he had told the guy about it and he sent me a screenshot of the conversation and it said something to the same effect as everybody else. What an idiot. Like laughing face and said, oh, I'm going to have to show this to Floyd and let him know. So, if Floyd does end up seeing this or if Rogan and them end up bringing it up, then I've done my job here, people. Um, it's been... I, I've just been giggling all week long. I, I know it's ridiculous, but to everyone that's shared any of the stories that's commented on it. You guys have really helped, even just on my own personal pages, like help us go viral kind of even again. And it's also made me realize how many of you just go past my posts and just flick past them on a usual basis. (laughs) Like I post different things on there, I'm like, oh, that'll get some likes and nothing. But I've learned Hot Ones Challenge, me getting my ass kicked by Hot Wings, and getting tattoos people respond to really well. So I really don't want to have to go down the jackass route of getting my ass kicked all the time just for your guys' pleasure. But it's, I mean, even today I'm still getting likes on comments and posts from Monday. So it's just been awesome. Thank you guys to everyone that's reached out. Um, to repeat myself again, it's just been a hell of a lot of fun. At the end of the day, if this brought some new listeners to the podcast, um, it's a fucking win it's a win the tattoo's on my shin people were talking shit in some of the comments like oh he needs to go to the gym Or is that on his arm Oh, he needs to do curls it's on my shin people it's okay I can cover it when I want but I'm glad I didn't throw it on the thigh I'm glad I was a man and I threw it somewhere where it's visible and I don't know what I'm going to do with it being in Vegas this weekend because I think it's supposed to be 127 degrees or whatever it is so hopefully floyd sees it and that's really all it is you guys so if this is the first time you guys listen to this podcast thank you thank you guys for being nice to me this week because you guys could have shit on me and probably would have been deserved but it's been a hell of a lot of fun and thanks for participating along if you guys would please be so kind go to the itunes app Click on Prove Me Wrong Podcast. Rate and review the podcast. It would really help me. And let me know if you can rate and review it. I had somebody reach out to me earlier and said that they couldn't um, rate and review it. So if you have any any issues with it, let me know. Let me see if it's something I fucked up on my end. But until next time, I'm going to be in Vegas this weekend. We just went viral. Peace.